Good morning and welcome everyone joining us online and on-site. Happy Lunar New Year! Yes, it's not just uh, Chinese New Year, this is our first Sunday of Lent. So welcome everyone to the Sunday service of Free Community Church. Before we kicked off with encountering and being with our God, I'd like to encourage all of us online and on-site to turn around, right? turn to those around you, wave, say hi, give well wishes to one another. In this season of new beginnings, right? there's also a season of the Advent, looking forward to the hope right? of salvation, looking forward to the cross. Right. So this Lenten season, uh, just a short reflection, I invite us to consider. Because in the, in the season of Lent, it is interesting that it coincides with the Lunar Chinese New Year, um, the Lunar New Year celebration. And it sets me thinking, I was like thinking, okay, traditionally Christians are to encourage and ask to give of ourselves, to prayer, to fasting, to almsgiving. All right? And it's a time of penance and reflection. Now, then we have the celebration where we are feasting, and we are spending time with our family, visiting, celebrating the season. So, I invite all of us to consider and think and reflect. How can we, what is Lent about? And how are we to live out that calling to become more and more like Christ in our day-to-day living? So, if you have... Um, yeah, if you are with us online earlier on from the beginning, and those who are on-site... We enter the sermon series for Lent. Any guess for the name of the sermon series? Anyone caught that at the beginning of the video? If not, for, for those who are online, you can scroll to the beginning. Anyone? It's starting with, it starts with TLC, T, then LC. So any guess on that? Tender loving, tender loving care. Okay, so very, very close. Thank you very much. It's, Tending, loving, and caring. So prepare, to prepare ourselves for this TLC, I'd like to invite all of us, right, willing and able, to rise, right, to respond to the call to worship together. Come, walk in green pastures. We, we follow, follow the, the shepherd. shepherd. Come, lie down in green pastures. We trust, trust the, the shepherd. shepherd. Come, dine at the table of abundance. We are, we are fed, fed by, by the, the shepherd. shepherd. Come, dwell in God's house. We, we live, live in, in the, the shepherd's, shepherd's care. care. Loving shepherd, you know our names. You care for us. When we face darkness and death, walk beside us. When we hunger for your love, fill us with your presence. When we are fearful, feed us at your table. May we May dwell, dwell in, in the house of goodness, goodness and, and mercy all the days of our, our lives. Amen. Amen. Now let us join our worship team, our wonderful worship team, a time of worship to encounter God. Thank you, Jimmy. Morning, church. <laughs> this morning, whether we are here with a friend, family or a loved one or even if we're here alone or online if you're in bed or at the kitchen table or even on the go 
May we open our hearts, open our minds, and open our eyes to our shepherd, our saviour, and our God as we sing.
This is my surrender. This is where I lay it down. Every lie and every doubt. This is my surrender. And I will make room for you to do whatever you want to. Break. 
Will you join me in a word of prayer? Even as we enter into this time of prayer, as we enter into this season of Lent, I wanted to read you something. And even as you listen to the words, I pray that it would sit with you, that it will sink in. The fast life. Fast from judging others. Feast on Christ dwelling in them. Fast from fear of illness. Feast on the healing power of God. Fast from words that pollute. Feast on speech that purifies. Fast from discontent. Feast on gratitude. Fast from anger, feast on patience, 
fast from pessimism, feast on hope. Fast from negatives, feast on encouragement. Fast from bitterness, feast on forgiveness. Fast from self-concern, feast on compassion. Fast from suspicion, feast on truth. Fast from gossip, feast on purposeful silence. Fast from problems that overwhelm, feast on prayer that sustains. Fast from anxiety, feast on faith. Gracious and ever-loving God, thank you for the gift of this season. Thank you for knowing our hearts and our need for rhythms in our lives and drawing us all into a deeper communion with you throughout these 40 days. You invite us deeper into your love and presence during this season of Lent. May we walk through this season intentionally with a renewed focus on you. May we see your goodness and your glory in new ways throughout this season. Draw us closer to your heart so that we might know you better and understand your love for us more fully. Help us nurture tending, loving, caring practices towards ourselves and others. May we grow in your likeness and grace as we dwell with you in ever-growing ways. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year, everyone. Um, I see quite a new, uh, quite a few unfamiliar faces uh, in, in church today, and so I want to um, highlight something that those of you who are regular would know. Um, we use Menti as a tool to interact during the sermon, and it's not just for fun. I think that it opens up opportunities for us to break open something bigger. And Pauline and myself have discovered that it has enhanced our sermons even more richly and allowed um, people, um, all of you, to share vulnerably um, that helps us minister um, better to you as well. So I would like to invite you to either scan the QR code or go to fcc.li slash mentee and join us. Um, you know, the, there'll be some slides and there'll be some questions that I will ask and for you to reflect and get more engaged and more reflective about the sermon. So you're not just sitting there receiving, but also providing input into the sermon as well. So will you join me in prayer? God made the meditations of all our hearts and the words from my mouth be acceptable in your presence. Amen. 
So today marks the first Sunday of the season of Lent. And Lent is a period of spiritual preparation and reflection lasting 40 days from Ash Wednesday to Easter Sunday, right? And today we are also beginning our Lenten sermon series, Tending, Loving, Caring, TLC in short. Lent is a time to reflect on one's life, acknowledge and confess our sins, and seek forgiveness from God. And this act of repentance is often accompanied by prayer, fasting, and acts of charity. The goal is to turn away from sinful behavior and turn towards God, seeking a closer relationship with God. Yet, it is not easy to acknowledge and confess our sins. Often when we realize we have sinned or we have done something wrong, instead of finding a closer relationship with God, we run further away. There are many stories in the Bible of reconciliation um, that we are familiar with. And I wonder what happens if the stories went a different way. This is one parable that we are very familiar with from the parable of the prodigal from Luke chapter 15. Um, This is a painting by Pompeo Batoni um, that is featuring the the father um, embracing the son. In Luke 14, Jesus tells a parable of this son who asked his father for his inheritance, squandered all away in dissolute living in a faraway land, and then he came back to his senses when he was starving, and then made his way back home repentant and was welcomed beyond imagination by his father. This parable is one we preach very often in FCC. This is kind of like our our, um, anthem in a way. And from the feedback we collected last year, some of you find it quite repetitive. Yes, I heard it all before. But I want to invite you, those of you who feel that way, to be patient. Because every time we revisit this passage or this story or any other story from the Bible, there's something new that we are unpacking, right? At least every time I do that, I have learned something new that I want to share with you. That's my KPI for myself when I write sermons. God is still revealing things to us. So back to the story. What if this story from Luke 15 went differently? What if the son did not come to his senses? Or, well, he could continue to help himself to the pots that he was feeding the pigs, that he would starve. But what if he came to his senses but didn't go home. I want to invite you to put yourself in the son's shoes. What do you think are the reasons why this son will not go home when he realized he was wrong? I want to invite you to be vulnerable. After all, Menti is anonymous. So are there times that you choose not to return home? Are there times that you choose not to make amends Say sorry, reconcile, repair relationships. Thank you. Shame seems to be a very big one. Pride, fear, judgment, safe face, scared, embarrassment, momentum, punishment, committing hurt, feeling sinful, lack of understanding, fear of uncertainty, unwelcome, guilt, Ego, 
thank you. Thank you for constructing this. Uh, I can see that 33 of you have responded. And it seems pride, shame, and fear are huge. In my life, I can think of two. I stay away because of shame and fear. And I want to connect with pride as well. You know, this is not in my sermon, so uh, my, what I've written. Pride is actually the cover-up for shame. Actually, we are making up for shame, so we boost our ego in some way. It's, it's that facade that we put on. So there are two sides of the same coin, shame and pride. And I want to dive more into shame and pride, right? And one, and many of you have mentioned fear as well. Afraid. I was afraid too. Afraid of facing the consequences. Afraid of facing the person I've hurt or wronged. Afraid of that, that interaction because there's a lot of uncertainty. I don't know what will happen. What I get yelled at? What I get punished? And avoiding all that, the, those relationships remain broken. Shame and fear shape many of us. We are taught to be ashamed of ourselves. It's used as a disciplining tool, right? Or tools to control us, you know, when we are young. Shame, shame, you know. And when we were children. And it is the same case when we become adults. I mean, that's what um, people do, right? When they take, instead of telling someone, that their behavior is wrong, they take a photo of them and then they post it on stop. They are using shame to police people into right behavior, which I don't think is helpful or healthy because it just generates a lot of negativity and it does not teach. It does not, it is not edifying. And underlying this shame and fear, why we don't return home is our understanding of our relationship with the other person. And here, I want to talk about our relationship with God. If we see God as a loving parent, then we will be like the son in Jesus' parable. We will return because we have faith that we are loved. But if we see God as an angry judge who keeps a record of all our wrongs and is out to punish us, then we will keep running away and avoid returning, thinking that, you know, um, you know, no one finds out, right? Even though God is omniscient and omnipotent. I want to dive into this Sunday's lectionary passage. And when I read it, you might go, how does this connect with the sermon? Wait and see. This is from the Gospel according to Mark chapter 1, verses 9 to 15. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and a spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. And the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beast, and the angels waited on him. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. You are my son, 
With you, I am well pleased. Have you been told, you are my child, the beloved? With you, I am well pleased. Oh, that's a very fast no. I would say that that perhaps is my experience as well. Sometimes our parents are the ones who show love but never say. Right? So hearing this might be something that we have not experienced in our lives. That you are my child, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. So it's about 50, well, not 50-50, but close Right? I think that it's not said enough. You are my child. With you, I am well pleased. You are my child. With you, I am well pleased. You are my child. With you, I am well pleased. I want to keep repeating you, it to you so you know that God loves you. You know it deep inside. You know it in your bones. I want to keep repeating this in many different ways so that when you feel shame, when you feel fear, you're anchored in this one truth that God loves you and that love is unconditional. God loves you and nothing you can do can lose that love and then you will no longer be afraid. This from 1 John chapter 4. God is love. And those who abide in love abide in God and God abides in them. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may be, have boldness on the day of judgment. Because as God is, so, we are, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears have not reached perfection in love. The truth is, we will all make mistakes. And we will keep making them. We will do something wrong. We will screw up. We will hurt other people. We will sin. That's a fact. Knowing that we are beloved, knowing that God loves us unconditionally means that we know we can turn around, we can return home, we can return to God, we can seek forgiveness, we can repent, and we have another chance to get it right. And then we'll make another mistake, and we'll give even yet another chance. And that's okay. That's part of being human. God still loves us. Two Sundays ago, Pauline talked about how Jesus moves from public to private, from private to seclusion. She shared that she was reminded of Henry Nguyen's article, Moving from Solitude to Community to Ministry. And I often wondered why so many people avoid solitude. So many people avoid quietness. Well, I was one of those. But... I have learned and experienced in solitude something different. And then I lean into it. In my solitude, I found peace and a deeper connection with God. And as I sat down and prepared this sermon, and it started to make sense. Because sometimes 
being alone and solitude is not solitude by isolation. So I want to ask you, what do you think is the difference between solitude and isolation? Because they're both states of being alone in some way. What's the difference between solitude and isolation? Personal agency? Isolation is negative. So solitude is something we choose. Isolation is that we didn't choose it, right? At peace or not. At peace versus loneliness. The intent. The former is beneficial, solitude. The latter is destructive. Solitude has a deeper purpose. Isolation is a feeling of loneliness and unwantedness. Chosen happy aloneness and forced unhappy aloneness. Hmm. Very good. Solitude is a personal choice. Isolation is made by people around us. Hmm. Thank you for your reflections. Right. Solitude, someone right, results in deeper connection with self, God, and others. Of course, the, the isolation means the opposite, right? Yeah. Solitude is being open and ready to receive. Isolation is escaping from and deflecting. Very good. This one I didn't think about. I didn't, you know, it didn't cross my mind. But yes, isolation is escaping and deflecting. Because sometimes isolation is not what people force on us. Sometimes isolation is what we choose as well, right? Solitude, to me, is a state of being alone without feeling lonely. And I would say that during my walks alone in my retreat in Iona, and sometimes being alone, you know, anywhere, I feel solitude. And instead of being, feeling lonely, I feel connected, a deep sense of connection with God. I feel connected to God. And isolation, on the other hand, is being disconnected, separated from God. In the lectionary passage, right, right after the voice says, you are my son, the beloved, with you I'm well pleased. Often, you know, when people um, preach, they stop right there. What happens right after? Jesus was driven into the desert by the Spirit and was tempted 40 days by Satan. I wonder what happens to us when we hear, you are my child, the beloved, with you I'm well pleased. I suspect we too will encounter voices that tell us the opposite. The voice that tempts us to lure us and keep us away from God. And that voice often uses shame and fear. Father James Martin is in his homily this Sunday today in outreach an LGBTQ Catholic resource, writes, I have been a spiritual director long enough to know that if, it's God's voice in our if God's voice in our lives has a certain quality, so does the voice of the evil spirit. In general, it, has the, it is a voice of despair and hopelessness. And this can manifest itself in various ways. Incessant negativity, an overweening ego, a petulant way of looking at the world and so on. I recognize the voice of the evil spirit too. It is the one that goes, you are unworthy. 
you are not good enough. You are not loved. You do not deserve to be loved. You are tainted. You are unwanted. I want to inoculate and immunize you against this voice. This voice of despair, of hopelessness, of shame, of fear. This voice that drives you to isolation and separation from God and separation from other people. Because when we are not anchored in love of God, we are not inoculated against this voice. So when bad things happen to us, be it illness or losing a job or a breakup of a relationship, this voice will tell us, this is God punishing us. The reality is that these things, life, death, loss, breakups, these things happen because this is life. Sometimes it is because of our bad decisions. Sometimes it is other people's bad decisions. And sometimes it's just happenstance. If we are not anchored in love, we will think that it is punishment. I want to remind you again, I'll be very repetitive today, the voice of God, the voice from heaven says, you are my child, the beloved. With you, I'm well pleased. The Apostle Paul puts it very eloquently in Romans, yeah, the book of Romans. For I'm convinced Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Be anchored in that love. Because God desires to be in relationship with us. God desires us to be connected with God. That is the core of worship. That is the core of communion, to be in relationship, to be connected to. That is core to what we do here at FCC. To address what we, keeps us away from God, shame and fear, we need to be anchored in this one truth we will keep repeating. God loves you. And I'll do a segue. For some of you, maybe you don't pray as often because you're afraid of the encounter with God. Maybe you're afraid of what you might hear, but discern it well what you do hear. Because the, what you hear may not be from God. So know clearly that voice of judgment and despair, that's not from God. That's not to say God doesn't hold you accountable and go nudge you and go like, I think you screw up there. But that's not the voice that goes that you are pissed off. That's why you screwed up. The voice of God will be the one that tells you, you screwed up there, but I'm still here with you. Now go and make that screw up right. Clean up that mess. Restore put the broken pieces back together. That's the voice of God. Not the judgy one, not the one that shames us, not the one that causes us to be afraid. No, it's not easy. Yes, there are consequences when we screw up, when we mess up. But that's the starting point. When we trust, 
when we have faith that God loves us, then nothing we can do will lose that love and we will no longer be afraid. That doesn't mean that we have a get-out-of-jail-free card and we continue doing wrong things. No. But that means that we don't burden ourselves and hate ourselves when we do something wrong. Because inevitably, as human as we are, we will mess it up. This is the starting point of Lent. Before we head into repentance, before we look at ourselves in the mirror to see where we have gone wrong and what sins we, have, we may have, we are anchored in God who is love. Knowing that nothing can separate us from God, we can begin our journey to face our deepest fears, our wrongdoings, our sins, that we know deep in our hearts that we really, really, really hurt someone, harmed someone, or done something really bad. But knowing that we are still loved allows us to connect back, allows us to have the second chance to make things right, to work with God, to bring about restoration. This is what Lent is about. And we'll explore repentance, holding ourselves accountable as we continue through Lent. Knowing that we will encounter a loving parent running out to embrace us instead of one who will punish us helps us make that journey home. And perhaps that's what the son in the parable knew. How much love the parent has for him. As I was writing this sermon, what breaks my heart is that those who need to hear this the most will most probably not get to hear it because they are isolated, because they have been keeping away or running away from church, from God, from community. Perhaps, I mean, I know far too many LGBTQ people who avoid church because they have been told they were sinful, who end up isolating themselves and only hear the voice of judgment. There is something wrong with them and despair and hear the voice that says, you will end up in no good. Instead of that voice that says, you are my child, the beloved, with whom I'm well pleased. I see many new faces, well, not many. I see a few new faces this morning and some not so regular faces as well. I hope you hear this loud and clear. If there's, any, if there's only one thing that you take away this morning, it is this. You are my child, the beloved, with whom I'm well pleased. During Pauline's sermon two weeks ago, expecting the unexpected, there were many unexpected things. I certainly didn't expect that a few of you vulnerably shared about experiencing the suicide of a friend. And I want to address this. If you need to talk about, to process through the grief, to process through the emotions, we are here for you. you please do not think that this is um, you know, something that's far away, this is just an acquaintance, this is an old schoolmate from long ago whom you have not met for years. These things affect us. And we are here for you. I have experienced suicide of people I know and I love and I care about. 
and they were isolated and disconnected, even though they were not physically alone. They appeared, you know, very happy, but yet they were in pain, they were isolated. Even in a crowd, they were alone. We want to be a community that not only preaches God's love, but lives out God's love. We want to be a community that mirrors God's unfailing love. This is who we are. And I know that we will fail often. We will make mistakes. We will often miss the mark. And still, we want to be that safe space to be that non-judgmental face, so you know that you can make your way home to open arms that will embrace you even when you messed up, even when and especially when things go wrong. Early this morning, Will, one of our uh, members here, shared on Facebook, and I have permission to share with you all, right? He wrote, because I had a mental relapse during the first three days of Chinese New Year, I talked to my counsellor in the care centre for help. My counsellor gave me two options in my life, go to work or go to hospital A&E for my mental struggles. I chose hospital A&E to save my mentality. I think that's sanity, right? If you have thoughts about on committing suicide or homicide, it's important to call a crisis helpline or talk to a social worker for referral mental help. Don't live your life in a closet. Time to come out and be safe and happy. Will, I want to say to you, you were willing to be vulnerable. You were courageous. Many of us struggle alone because we are weighed down by shame, weighed down by pride, that people will judge us and see us as weak if we reached out for help. Or we are afraid that when we reach out, nobody will help, right? And that's the other voice. The voice that tempts us, that tests us, and that separates us from God. We want to be a community where you feel safe enough to be vulnerable. And as you open up, you realize that instead of being rejected, when people see the real you, see you with your pain, see you with your struggles, They embrace you. And you grow to embrace yourself. And through that, have a deeper connection with God and with the people around you. It is that leaning and trusting into that, having that faith a little bit, a little bit, that builds up our confidence that we are not judged. We are accepted as we are. And that begins that process of healing. We want to be a community where you can share your burdens with so we can walk each other towards growth and wholeness. That we will not hold it against you. We will not abandon you. That doesn't mean that we don't hold you accountable. eh? But we will walk with you and love you and care for you. Pauline and I and the leaders of of this church are here for you. Come home. And may you one day be the one running out to embrace those who are making their way home. This is how that works. I'm standing here because there was once someone 
showing me that I'm loved as I am. Showing me that God loves me as I am. And that's why I can stand here today to tell you what I've heard. You are my beloved with whom I'm well pleased. This season of Lent, we want to invite you to tend to your inner life, to learn ways to love yourself and then the world around you, to care for what God has called you to care for. One of the programs we have this Lent is the Spiritual Companion. Oh, the slide didn't go up. How come it's a blank? Huh? Oh, thank you. One of the programs we have this Lent is a spiritual companionship, uh, companion program, right? Where we are accompanied by companions as we reflect through some guiding questions about spiritual life, where we lean into to grow, right? This program requires quite a bit of resources, right? Um, usually, well, what was done is we have two people listening to us and reflecting with us and taking notes and writing things down for us, and it's all confidential. Um, but so if, imagine if one person signs up, we need two, you know, you can, you can do the math, right? We want to tailor the program accordingly to the number of people who sign up so we can rope in more companions to help and all that. Please indicate your interest at fcc.li slash lent2024 or you scan the QR code so can we can work out the plan, the resourcing plan and match people with the dates and all that and, you know, figure things out. This is a journeying process, right? You can be as vulnerable as you want to be or not as vulnerable as you want to be. It's a journey, right? But we want to create that space to start that journeying. But know that as we journey this together, we grow together. We get more connected. And so then, in the times where we are alone, we find solitude and a deeper connection with God instead of isolation. And that's my hope. May this season of Lent be one where you tend, love, and care for yourself, for others, and for all of creation. Amen. We have now come to a time of communion. If it's your first time joining us, please hold on to your elements when you receive it. We gather each Sunday at this table. Even though at this time we are not all physically together, the table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCNC, we celebrate an open table. This means you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. Good Shepherd, we take your care for granted. In the midst of your many blessings, we complain of not having enough. In the presence of danger, we fail to trust your abiding love. 
when you set a table before us, we turn aside from you. Call us back into your fold and help us. Trust your caring presence and provision that our actions may proclaim your truth. Together, surely goodness, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. God, forgive us our failures and call us back into the flock. Loving God, our good shepherd, we are the sheep of your pasture. You know us by name. We, we offer grateful thanks for your loving care. Open our hearts and minds to the guiding of your spirit in our lives. Lead us in right paths that we may serve you in truth and action. Amen. God prepares the table for us, offering us a feast of abundant love. Our cups overflow with the bounty of grace, for our shepherd knows us as no one can. Restoring our souls, healing our brokenness, nourishing us with bread and cup for the life of ministry. Remember how Jesus, our shepherd, took bread and after giving things, broke it and gave it to the disciples, saying, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after the supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. May I now invite the stewards to come forward to distribute the elements. If you're joining us online, uh, now will be a good time to prepare your elements so that we may partake of it together.
come to the table and feast with the shepherd, let us partake of these communion elements together with thanksgiving. I invite you to rise, embody our spirit. Together, God, God of love, you, you abide with us. Your, your loving presence fills us. us. You provide us with all that we need in abundance. Help us love one another in truth and action. Help us give of ourselves to those in need. Help us care for others the way our shepherd cares for us. May our lives reflect our wholehearted trust in our shepherds' everlasting love and care. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning, everyone, and still morning, and so welcome home once again to Free Community Church, where free stands for first realize everyone's equal. Once again, because like uh, we have our friends and brothers and sisters streaming in, we'd like to wish everyone once again happy Lunar New Year. All right, have a prosperous and a blessed year ahead. So welcome home to those uh, new faces we have online and also with us on site in church, right? Um, our church is a place where everyone is welcome, as Myak beautifully said it, right? Beloved child of God, all right? Your identity, whether you are like, uh, regardless whether you are lesbian, gay, straight, or non-binary, how you identify yourself, what the world tells you you are, you know, placing all this label, it falls away. We simply come, come before God and one another to love, to receive the love and to give of this love. So welcome home. For those who are new with us, right? if you have not uh, get gotten in touch with us before, we invite you to go to uh, fcc.li slash welcome or simply scan the QR code for us to get connected with you. Right? Not, not to worry, we are not like trying to sell you things or try to poach you, come after you. No, but we want to simply get to know you, befriend you. If um, you are available, right? we'd like to encourage you to come on the 25th of February after the service as uh, we will be hosting a newcomers meeting where you get to meet with the leaders and the pastors of the church. If you'd like to know and find out more what the newcomers meeting is about, simply go to uh, email us at info at freecomchurch.org. Next, we move on to the season, right? It's Chinese New Year, right? Time to give some ang pao, right? So we move on to a segment where we encounter God, love God, have fellowship with God through our offering and our giving. So take some time right, to um, prepare our, ourselves, our hearts, in terms of our giving. Right? There, I have one announcement, it's a good news. We have an anonymous sponsor that has initiated a giving campaign. All right? The sponsor is actually matching the community giving up to right, $5,000 for this period of the year, this year. Because we, have, we are having a renovation, renovation project. Right, where we are actually refreshing um, the church so that it can last for the next, more than the next decade that we need to go, go right, in this premise. As some of you might have known, for the, those who have joined up for some, some time, right, after 15 years, after years or so here, we start to see 
like some things, you know, like deprecating uh, or, or in uh, business terms, we call it amortize. It starts to spoil, we need to refresh it so that we can continue to effectively bear witness through our service to the community and beyond. So right now, we are this sponsor, very big thanks to the sponsor for raising up to present a challenge to the community that to uh, we will do he will do uh, he or she will do a dollar to dollar matching up to five thousand dollars for the givings and offerings collected. So as we prepare ourselves for this fellowship we've got through our offering, let us join our hearts together for offering prayer. Would you join me, please? Gracious and loving God, as we gather today for this first Sunday of Lent, a time so beautifully aligned with the Eastern Lunar New Year, we come before you with hearts full of gratitude and hands ready to offer. In this sacred season of tending, loving and caring for one another, we are reminded of your endless compassion and boundless grace towards all creation. Lord, as we present our gifts and our offering, may they be a testament to our community to tend to the needs of, uh, sorry, our testament to our commitment to tend to the needs of our community and the world. Teach us to love you as you love, with our boundaries or conditions, extending our hearts and hands to those around us. In this time of renewal and new beginnings, help us to embody the spirit of gift caring, not only for our loved ones, but for the strangers among us, the marginalised, the forgotten. May our gifts today reflect our desire to make a difference, to spread your light and love in every action and every word. Bless these offerings, multiply them, and use them to bring hope, peace, joy to all corners of our world. Guide us, O God, to be stewards of your creation, agents of change, and bearers of your eternal love. In your holy name and all of God's people, pray. Amen. Right, thank you. May I invite the stewards to come forward? to receive the physical uh, offering and giving. If you are um, giving physically, just raise your hands and the stewards come forward to take up your offering. So please, those who are online, stay on because this is, today is the third Sunday of the month. What do we have for those like reg our regulars, uh, brothers and sisters? Third Sunday we have... Birthday, yes, we have birthday and especially for this month, few days ago is Pastor Smiak birthday. So please stay on with us online and on site for this celebration, all right? Triple celebration, all right? Not just Chinese, uh, for Lunar New Year, but also for the birthday babies. So first announcement, we have mentioned earlier, right? The Lenten Spiritual Companionship, right? So once again, Trip out your phone if you have not done so earlier or go to your browser, go to fcc.li slash Lent224 so that we walked each other during season, this season of growth, of reflection and building a stronger and deeper connection with our community. So 
please uh, remind um, your friends around you, your cell group members who are not here with us today, send them the link and let's walk this journey of Lent towards wholeness and a more spiritual growth this year. Next. A part of a community building effort and I would, um, to embody the spirit of uh, being transparent and holding each other accountable, right? the, the church board and the council members come together regularly for this one-ship meeting. And this is open to all, uh, even if you are not um, um, on the board or council, members of the church are welcome to sit in, right, either physically or joining us online on the dates stated above. It always starts at 9.30 in the morning. All right, so the, the latest one that's coming is on the 24th of February on a Saturday morning. If you are interested uh, to attend, be it in person or online, Simply email us at info at freecomchurch and you'll be sent more. Uh, if you need more details to join online, you'll be sent the details. So take out a phone and record down the dates. If you're you are not available this February, but you're interested and want to be part of the community, to sit with the community and uh, the leaders to, to learn how the decisions are being made, how we discern and make uh, our decisions, please join us for April and February meetings. Oh, sorry, April and June meetings. Alright, next. Can we have a big yay that T-Mart is back? Yay! It's a season, right? I, I, especially the rate just came in just nice just for the Lunar New Year. T-Mart is back. And this is one of our like, trade signature uh, community care initiative. So, number one, option to donate, right? Group buy. Pick the items from the link below, scan the QR code, go in and Sponsor, be the sponsor of the items listed there. Number two, you have cash donation and you can just give via cash or just make a payment and we will pick up the items for you. So there are two modes of giving this season for our team month. Right? Go to fcc.li slash t-mart or simply take out a phone and scan the QR code. If you have inquiry, or you like to volunteer and be involved in this meaningful work to care for our transgender and LGBTQ uh, brothers and sisters and siblings in a community beyond our church, right? Please, please get in touch with Kin at the number stated above, right? We welcome volunteers, welcome all of us new people who are regulars or are new. If you have this intention, say, hey, I can't do it regularly, but maybe I, for once or twice for one of the month this year, I can be of help. Just reach out to us. Right? Thank you. So the closing date is on the 25th of February, next Sunday. So please uh, seek your help. Right? I encourage you to um, place your donation or um, do a goodbye, your sponsorship for the items right? while the, we still have time so that we can collate and uh, prepare for all the logistics for timely delivery to the beneficiaries. Right? Thank you. Next. Very exciting, right? New year, new ministry effort. Right? As Miak mentioned earlier, often the, the siblings, right? the brothers and sisters in our community that needs to hear the good news, right? the wonderful good news that knowing that we are enough, we are loved, right? we are accepted, and God is with us now and always. However, the word needs to reach out to those hearts, right? to mend them. So one of the ways is social media, right? Social media is um, 
That's a big thing we are expanding. So we are looking for designers and also copywriters. So if you have some experience in Photoshop, Illustrator, or any other programs that from the Adobe Suite, it's a plus. It's not a must, but a plus. Right? For copywriters, you find joy in writing, telling stories, and you feel that, hey, you know, like I have a people have commented, I have a flair in terms of like with my words in my writing. Right? Reach out to us. All right. Drop a message to the ministry leader Lexi at Lex Heho and on Telegram. Alright, that is <laughs> like, hey ho, right? <laughs> Not Leho, ah. Please don't type the wrong one. You will order bubble tea instead. So like, reach out to Lexi on Telegram to express your interest. And you, uh, you, Lexi will get in touch with you to brief you on um, the social media ministry regarding the um, opportunity for designers and copywriters. However, the recruitment is open until next Saturday, uh, sorry, end of February. No, 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 that's next week. We still have uh, more than a week. So please don't hesitate. Or if you know of like, self-group members right, who has talent in areas of design and copywriting, Reach out to them and tell them, that, hey, the church is looking out for, for people to volunteer. Um, so just get them to get connected with Lexi. Next. Right, we come to, before we go to the last song and benediction, I'd like to celebrate our birthday babies for February. May I invite Pastor Miyak and Pauline to come forward so that we can pray for our birthday babies. So, um, before we go into celebrating birthdays, right, I have a very short announcement to make, okay? Because we want to be good neighbours uh, to the people around us. Uh, if your car uh, licence plate is SJY1399T, uh, if it happens to be one of us, um, I would, would really appreciate it if you go and move your car because our neighbour um, is actually around and is uh, asking for this car car park space back, okay? So, um, if that's you, please help us by being good neighbours, alright? And now, we want to celebrate our February babies. Uh, as you can see, it's a short month, but we have many February babies. And I also see some of the February babies out there in person, right? So, for those of you who are February babies, would you come up? Of course, as you're willing and able. <laughs> come up, we want to pray for you. We want to celebrate with you. And of course, our dear Pastor Miak is also a February baby. So we also want to pray for him, okay? <laughs> come, come, come. Lai, lai, lai. Chua, lai, lai, lai. <laughs> come, Shen, come. Uh, yes. And those of you who, your, if your name happens to not be there, um, because uh, that's people on our membership role uh, That's why we know it's your birthday, right? But if you happen to be a February baby And you're here And you would like us to pray with you Please come up as well, okay? Yeah So many, yeah? very good, very good Okay, okay Yeah, let's pray for them And then as, after we pray for them I'm going to invite the worship team to come up And help us sing birthday song, okay? Together with all of us, alright? Alright, let's pray for our siblings, right? Who are celebrating their birthdays this month Loving God, we are so grateful for life, for breath, and for the way that you have blessed us with siblings to walk with us along this journey. We thank you for all of our February babies, for everyone who's standing here, as well as those who may not be here in person. And we pray, God, for your blessing, uh, for your hand upon each one of them. God, may your wisdom grow uh, within each one. May they experience in you a deeper sense of love, 
embrace and acceptance, may they always know that they are your beloved and that they are your beloved in this world to help others know that they are beloved too. And so God, I just want to pray that you be with each one in this coming year. I pray for your special hand to be on them, that you will empower them greatly to be a blessing to the world, even in the many corners of this world that you send them. We thank you for them. We pray that as a community that we can be siblings who will love them, who will walk with them, who will help them and nurture them in their walk with you as well. So help us to be mutually encouraging. Help us to love one another the way you have called us to. I want to pray especially for Myak. Um, I know that it's a little bit... First realize everyone's equal, but Myak is a, a bit special to us. And we thank you for him, and we just want to pray for him, even as um, you have called him into this ministry. God, we know that there are days when it is joyful, and there are days when it's challenging. But God, I know that you are there at every turn. You are there at every point, that you have met him at his points of needs, and that you will continue to love him, empower him, and enable him to live out his calling and his ministry in this space and in the world, wherever you call him. And I pray to God your strength and your wisdom, that your grace will always be more than sufficient for him. We want to lift him up especially to you because we know that pastoral ministry can sometimes be a lonely one. But we know that we're never alone because we have you and we have one another. And we thank you for that. And so we just want to lift up everyone who is celebrating their birthdays to this month into your hands, into your loving care, as we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so shall we sing for them? Come, come, worship team. Help us to sing also. <laughs> okay, are we ready? <laughs> okay, ready? Happy birthday to you. You're playing, ah, uh, Davian. Okay, okay. Wait, wait. Then we let Davian play. We try this, ah. Uh, we try this. We do it, we do it properly. For master. Because <laughs> just now they said, uh, don't ask us to play, okay? <laughs> but since Davian is... Uh, yay! Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. But all of you can help put out the candle. <laughs> Yay! Thank you, thank you everyone. And now I want um, to invite the worship team to lead us in our final song as we close the service. Okay, may we invite you to stand if you're willing and able for the last song. Let us make room in this space for the love of God and may we make room in our hearts for the voice of God, knowing that God loves us as we are.
You are my child, the one that I love. With you I am well pleased. May you enter into this season of Lent, the season of deep reflection, making room, more room, for all that God is in your life, for all that God desires to do within you and through you, knowing that you are loved beyond measure, knowing that God embraces you deeply, fully, unconditionally. So may you go and go as God's beloved into this world that others may know that they are beloved too. Go and may our God of love and grace go with you now and always. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for service today. Uh, may you have a wonderful journey of land ahead. Um, and I just want to pray that God's blessing and presence go with you. Amen. <laughs>